Hey, I'm Dave Coles, and you're listening to the All Blacks Podcast. Welcome to the first ever All Blacks Podcast, and uh, I'm pretty excited. I've got uh, Andy Burt here with me. Hey, buddy. Good, mate. Bloody good. It's a warm day in Wellington for once, 24 degrees. We've had a shocker of a summer, so pretty stoked we've got some decent weather. Mate, it's, uh, it's going to be a huge year, and summer's sort of rapidly coming to a close here in Wellington, but it never really started. And um, look, we've got, on this episode, we've got Dane Coles coming up, and um, he's a fantastic bloke, and he's got a big year. It's All Blacks, the Super 15, and of course the Lions come to New Zealand. Yeah, well, massive year. I mean, last year was huge, but it just seems to get bigger every year. I mean, looking for back-to-back Super Rugby titles, you've got the Lions coming up, another packed season with the AB, so it's huge for him. So it'd be interesting to see what he has to say. In the Hurricanes, obviously, we're at Hurricane Central here today at Rugby League Park, and this is their training facility, and we're lucky enough to record here. They've got a big year now. They're going to try to go back-to-back. They've got some big signings like Geordie, Geordie Barrett, of course. How do you rate their chances? You know, we just actually spoken to Dane, and he was quite positive about their build-up, but, you know, it's a big, tall order. I rate them hugely, mate. I mean, pretty much the same lineup as last year they're putting out. Um, that midfield potential concern. Um, last year, players come, came and went in that midfield. If they get the midfield sorted, I think they'll be a big shot to go back to back. Let's hope so. It's always good when the New Zealand side you know, can, can win a super. And um, just sort of moving on from the super, um, we had the teens just a, a week or so ago, and, and you were lucky enough to get there. What were your thoughts on the inaugural teens tournament? Scorching. 40 degrees, hot, sweat central. But great. Hey, look, it took a while for the teams to warm into it. I think that 10s concept, a bit foreign to teams to begin with. Once they got into it, the rugby flowed, and it was great rugby. You had Nehem on a scudder stepping up a storm. You had the Panasonic Wild Knights knocking over teams. It was fantastic. Although the injury toll was quite high from the weekend, do you think we're going to get the buy-in next year from the franchises to get back there and, and try and put you know some their, their top sort of players in the paddock? Yeah, I think so. Look, you're gonna, you've got to play pre-season games. There's going to be injuries. It's part of the game. Um, that could have happened in a pre-season game. I, I don't think there's any issues there. Um, they were playing against opposition that they're going to face in the Super, Super Rugby, so I think it's positive. You know, I, I really enjoyed the 10s, and I thought the format was really good. And, and obviously there's a lot of talk about 9s and the 7s, but in terms of the structure and the way that they played, I actually thought it was probably a little bit more attractive even than the 7s. What did you think? Yeah, well, the beauty of it was you were facing, you had your Super Rugby teams you are facing from Australia and then the Bulls from South Africa, but you also got the chance to, to play against Toulon, um, to play against the Japanese team, and you're facing players that are over in that scene in the UK and in France, and I think that's, that's positive when you're exposed to that, those players, and, and it can only be good for, for our, our players to be exposed to that level of competition. It was quite cool seeing some of those lads from Toulon and from Panasonic Wild Knights. I thought Beric Barnes is absolutely carved up, and I know he dominates the Japanese league over there, but it was nice to see sort of some of those guys that we haven't seen probably in the international stage for a year or two come in and, and still dominate. Yeah, that's right, and Beric was the case in point. And also the other thing we had was the Australian teams bring back these old legends. So you had Larkham running around yeah. there, Andrew Walker, um, Chris Latham, and they're in their 40s now, but it's, they hadn't aged today. They're still kicking it with the young fellas. What about the hit Radiki Samo put on uh, the fellow from the Crusaders, his fellow Fijian? He smoked him. He still hits hard. He still hits hard. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's fantastic to see these guys out there running around, and hopefully um, you know, maybe, maybe Tana will get out there next year. Who knows? Yeah, I, man, the, the, the level, and, and like you said, the heat was, was absolutely ridiculous. I don't think it's any mean feat. They did, they did bloody well. But um, so you're moving on, pre-season. Pre-season's gone and it's been and done and dusted. And, um, you know, it's sort of everyone's sort of beaten everyone uh, leading up to this campaign. But who do you think's looking pretty good for the Super, Super Rugby campaign this year? I mean, much like last year, all the Kiwi teams looking good. 
Um, the Blues really impressed in their pre-season. A um, couple of big wins. Um, probably underperformed at the tens, but aside from that, they've been looking good. And that midfield for them, when Sonny Bill returns, you got Sonny Bill, you got Rico Ioane, you got George Miley, you got Rene Ranger. Um, the trouble is, who, who are they going to start in their back line for them? And that's a pretty good problem for them to have. So I think the Blues are looking sharp this year. Yeah, look, obviously we're both from Wellington and we're, we're passionate Hurricane supporters, but there's that old saying, when Auckland rugby's going well, All Blacks rugby's going well, and it is exciting to see the Blues have those guys back there, and they've got some great leadership with Tanu Munger, and they've got Alistair Rogers, and they've got my mate Adam Story now helping out the strength and conditioning team, so they obviously have put a lot of effort into you know, wrapping these guys around some really good support structures. Can they make the playoffs, though? I think they can, and talking about their, um, the, other, the other man is Steve Jackson from North Harbour. He led North Harbour to a title last year. So that he's got some good people around him. So I think they've got their back stuff sorted. And now on the field, there's some promising signs last year. They just missed out on the playoffs. So I think this year they'll go all the way. Well, unfortunately, I weren't able to talk to old Razor, Scott Robinson, during the week. But the Crusaders, this is his first campaign. I've heard some really interesting things about him. He's quite a forward-thinking coach. And the Crusaders have sort of been there, thereabouts, but they haven't been able to emulate the, the Robbie Deans era. Do you think that maybe this year, under, under the leadership of Razor, they can turn things around and get them a championship that they've wanted for so long? I think there's an opportunity for that to happen. With, with Razor, a first-year coach, um, there could always be that betting in, yeah. Um, so the question is whether they can hit the ground running straight away. Um, so that's I think those first few weeks are going to be critical. If we see the Crusaders coming up, putting points on teams, I think they could go the whole way. Hey, look, I'd, I'll be excited to see that. It, you know, it's going to be a great season no matter who wins. Um, and in, in terms of this podcast, we've got uh, Dane Coles who's going to come along and join us shortly. And I think most weeks we'll hopefully have an All Black on or an All Black coach and we'll try and preview and talk to them about the upcoming season. But, of course, the big thing that everyone's talking about is the British Lions. They're coming here this year and it's already the hype is absolutely massive. Absolutely massive. I remember back in 2005, just sea of red everywhere, not just in the stadiums, out in the cities. Driving through um, rural New Zealand, you'd see camper vans everywhere, red flags, British and Irish lines. So I think it's going to be massive. We're looking at 25,000 people coming out to this country. They're just going to invade. They're going to try and take over. So I hope we see the Kiwi supporters, the All Black supporters, really rise up and, and take them on. Be as noisy as them. Have you put the house on uh, Airbnb yet? It is, mate, and I'm just waiting for that. I've set, I've set a decent price for it. I've set a decent price, so we'll see if there's any takers. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'm just going to talk the missus into agreeing to allow hours ago on Airbnb, but it is, it is a super exciting time because they are bringing a very strong squad over, and, and obviously Warren Gatlin, the coach, so that's going to be highly contested, and there's always that good banter between Steve Hansen and uh, Warren Gatlin also. Oh, huge, and I'm Steve Hansen, he's, he's made a point of having great banter with coaches all around the world, so I think that it's not going to let up during the Lions series. Um, fantastic, so fantastic squad, Ireland um, beating the ABs last year England going well, gunning for the All Blacks, um, well, world uh, record of 18 test victories um, Wales always sharp, Scotland beating Ireland, you know, it's um, they're going to bring, bring over an impressive squad and it's going to be a great series. Hey well it's, uh, that's probably enough from us so let's, uh, let's get Dane Coles in here and uh, ask him a few questions we uh, welcome to Rugby League Park and the All Blacks podcast. We've got uh, Dane Coles with me on the left and Andy Burt on the right, and it's a it's a lovely day in Wellington. And uh, what are you what are you up to here right now at the moment? I've come to meet you, mate. But I've been hanging out with the kids this morning, enjoying a bit of summer summer weather that we haven't had too much of. And a uh, bit of recovery after the game yesterday. Or did you manage to take the field, or did you have a, a day off? No, I had a day off. I actually run the water, so that was a. Uh, it was good up there, but yeah, the boys put in a good effort and we're really looking forward to heading over to Tokyo for the first Kiwi side to go over there, so looking forward to it. Uh, Dane, firstly, first guest on the All Blacks podcast, mate, so congrats on that. Hey, I'm going to start off with a quick fire segment called Try or No Try. 
So I'm going to throw a few questions at you. Just got to say try or no try, whether you agree or disagree, mate. So um, Easter eggs already on sale. Try or no try? No try. Guns and Roses recently toured the country. Try. Beautiful. Sparkling water. No try. Man buns. <laughs> Definitely no try. What's the? But what about Corey Jane? Does he get grief for that? Yeah, he does. Anyone that has a man bun in this team gets pretty uh, heckled. Oh, really terrible. That's good. Good response. Love it. Love it. How about Game of Thrones? No try. I'm never watched today. Controversial. Uh, backyard cricket. Oh, definitely try. Love it. Has to. Brisbane tens. Well, <laughs> initially it was no try, but after watching it, I'll try. I'd love to give it a run next year, hopefully. And finally, the Kiwi summer so far. No try, especially in Wellington, it's been terrible. And talking about the summer, mate, what have you been up to over the break? Um, oh, family, mate. I came home from tour to a newborn son, so she's been full on. But yeah, just it was actually quite good just to get away from the rugby side and, and just chill with uh, the young family and... Yeah, but there was uh, some long days, man. I couldn't wait to train to come back around here, chilly by the end of it. Have you um have you had to let the body readjust, get rid of any niggles? Like, how, how are you feeling going into the super campaign? Yeah, actually, my body wise, like physically, I was actually uh, pretty good. Uh, mentally, I was probably like that last week in France was just yeah, she was a big old week. It was just been a long year, mate. A lot of footy and but yeah, I think the mentally thing, just getting away from rugby, was the best thing and just hanging out with family. But physically, mate, my body's actually real good. And then I can't wait to rip into it again. And so with that long season, Dane, what do you do over the off-season, those you know, those six weeks? What do you do to relax? And do you have any hobbies or anything that you chill out, chill out with? Or? Uh, I did have hobbies, but like I said before, <laughs> with the family, they were put to the side. But I think, like, I just try to just, like I said, just get away from the rugby and, and just chill. I used to go on holiday with me, my, me and my wife, just, you know, just get out of the country, um, you know, just see friends and family for barbecues. I used to get into a bit of diving, fishing and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, I unfortunately haven't done that this year. But, yeah, it's, things are different now. Just, you know, we went up to the mount for a week and just, you know, chilled by the beach. Got some good weather out there. So, yeah, just, just try to be normal for a bit and, and just get away from the rugby side of things. Just in terms of your diving, do you take any sort of notes from Pity Werper and probably maybe only eat half of what you catch or and share it up? Share it and don't dive in the reserve. That's probably the... Yeah, there's some, but there's a few good uh, divers in the team, mate, so they've, they've taken to me some good spots. And, uh, yeah, it's, just, it's good to get in the water. And how do you have your, how do you have your power, mate? Minced or classical power fritters or wontons or what? How do you have it? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have the cooking uh, skills for wontons, but, yeah, a bit of minced power... Um, yeah. Usually, the, quite a good way is just to cut it straight out of the shell and have it raw. I actually don't mind that, eh? So, you feel the boys get stuck into it, especially after a long dive, get a bit of, get a tucker into you. What about kinners, mate? Yeah, I actually love kinners, eh? Yeah. I actually, um, so yeah, like I said, straight out, yeah, straight out of the water, open a few powers and a few kinners and we're into it. <laughs> yeah, not for me. Hey, um, so just taking it back, so obviously from Otaki and um, you played a bit of league and rugby union growing up. But um, just in terms of your local club and, and where you started, um, can you sort of talk about the, imp the impact that Otaki and the Horofanua sort of had on you growing up? Yeah, I was actually born in, in Carpety Coast. Oh. I lived in Otaki though. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, oh, mate, it was, it was some great years uh, playing up for the for the Horofanua and, and for you know, Prairie Prairie College and the Pram Junior Junior Club. 
a little like you guys know playing for it's just you know easy times but then you just have fun with your mates and fortunately enough for us it was a pretty small town so a lot of the guys I played rugby with back then I still have good mates with today so you know we share some special memories and I think coming from a small town you just you know we used to play the big city boys and get punt but we just we just had that joy of going out and having a bit of fun with your mates and just enjoying our footy and back in the day. And Kapiti, Kapiti obviously not a hotbed for necessarily for rugby talent. I mean, lots of great rugby players have come from here, but not a traditional power base. At what point did you realise or think, you know, rugby can be a career for you? Uh, I think I was playing for half an hour under 16s. I managed to make the NZ 17 side. And I think then I was like, I, like we're, we're a prepper in college, we were playing like Division 4, 5, so we were playing like the third 15s and the second 15s. And I really wanted to play first at uh, Division 1 footy, so I managed to have one year at Wellington College, my last year, and then, yeah, things kind of kicked off from there. But, yeah, there was the kind of time I thought I'd love to give rugby a go and, you know, become make it my job, I suppose. Can I just point out that he came to Marison Pats? <laughs> he came to Marison Pats first, but we had a bit of a log jam. And he went to Paniki where he, um, obviously you've, you've had a great time at Paniki and it's a, it's a great family, but they've had an impact on you, Richard Watt especially, can you talk about what he's sort of done for you? Yeah, what he was huge, mate. He was my school's coach in, uh, for Wellington School, so I thought I might have got the call to go straight to Paniki, but he never rang me over the summer, that's why I ended up going to Marist. But yeah, he was huge, mate. He got me across, across the road and just, he's had a massive influence. Just uh, He was my premier coach for a couple of years and then he managed to get the Wellington Lions job and... Yeah, just having someone that kind of you know believed in me, and you know we've had I've had plenty of chats with him over the years of just about you know things I could work on and how to become a better player, and you know I've got a, you know that I owe that club and him a you know huge amount of you know the amount of times they've, they've looked after me. So it's, yeah, he's a influential man. Uh, just jumping back to your childhood, mate. Um, you know, great hookers um, in that era. You know, the likes of Phil Kearns, Sean Fitzpatrick, even Keith Wood, and Kevin Mialami more recently. Any of those players inspire you or influence you in your uh, career? Yeah, I think it's at different times. When I was a real young fellow, it was probably Fitzy. You know, he was a he's one of the All Black greats. And then as you get older, guys like uh, Kevin Mialamu, and you know, I, I spent a bit of time with Andrew Hall at the Hurricanes. So, at different stages of his career, they've had you know they have a massive influence. And watching Keith Wood too, I actually got to meet him last year, which I was a bit of a, you know, I suppose a bit of a fan, you know, and got a, a photo with him. So that was, uh, you know, pretty cool. But yeah, I've, I've, I'm pretty lucky, mate. I've spent some time with some pretty special hookers and, you know, they've had some massive, uh, you know, influence on, on my career. Who would you say is probably been your hardest opponent and that might be at scrum time or just around the field? Is there someone that, um, you know, there's a few videos, you know, getting into a couple of the Aussies, you guys have a little bit of a chat in each other's ear, but is there someone that you know you're going to have niggle with, like before the game's even started? Yeah, I don't, I was actually looking forward to getting to a holiday over at Aussie, but I'm not so sure if I'll go back over there after the last couple of years. I think I'm a wanted man, but, oh, like I don't go out to niggle, but this year there was, I guess Aussies were probably next level, like, I think they just wanted to come out, you know, me and I think Michael Hoover was pretty, had a few words to say and stuff like that. But one guy that, like on the rugby side, he wasn't too much talk, was probably Bismarck, deeper sea. Just an absolute beast of a man, most physical physical player I've probably even come across in the, in a scrum and he, he could really hurt someone if, you know, when he got his hands on him. So massive respect for him. Like there was someone I kind of, I feared, but I actually, you know, enjoyed kind of testing myself and, because he was like one of the best suckers I reckon that's ever you know, ever played the game. And talking about um, the niggle, mate. Obviously, it's very physical. But we look at cricket, and sledging is a huge part of it. Um, is there much of that in international rugby? That that talk, that psychological warfare. 
Yeah, I, there is definitely against the Aussies. <laughs> I, I think this year's just last couple of years has been next level. But uh, yeah, mate. For, for, personally, for me, I, I love that kind of stuff, and I think it brings the best out of me when it, when people are kind of trying to target me and stuff like that. But it's yeah, it's usually just you know friendly banter. It's not really personal or stuff like that. And you know, like you, you guys know, it's a pretty heated game out there, and and you know people are you know doing anything they can to to get a win. So, but. Yeah, I think yeah. Over the last couple of years, it's probably um, gone to a, a new, a new probably new stage of uh, of a bit of banter. If you're a young player and you're listening to this, and um, someone starts sort of chatting to you, you've you've probably you just said that you know for you it, it fires you up and probably makes you play better. But what sort of advice can you give to a young guy if, if someone else is sort of chirping away at you? Do you react or do you just sort of, sort of take it on board and move on? Basically, what would you recommend? I'd probably just, you know, obviously take it on board. Don't let it affect your, affect your play. You know, if you kind of, you're going out of your way to, because someone said something to you to hurt them, that's probably, it's not, you're not using it the right way. I, I think, uh, probably as a young fellow, you just want to concentrate, concentrate on just playing footy and, and let that kind of stuff just, you know, let it be. But I think as you get older, you probably learn to deal with it a lot better. I think when I was a young fellow, it probably, probably affected me you know, bad. And I was probably going out of my way, like I said, to to do to get him back. But yeah, if I was a young fellow, just concentrate on footy and let that you know, let the let that guy talk, and you just go in and, and do your job. And just quickly moving into Hurricanes preseason, mate. Um, what were your thoughts on the campaign from the Canes? Yeah, I think uh, when I come into camp, we you know, obviously the All Black boys had a bit of time off, but uh, it's probably the fittest fittest. I've seen a hurricane side. That doesn't mean you know. Last year, everyone was calling us fat and slow when we managed to win it. So <laughs> just because we're fit this year doesn't mean we're gonna, you know, we're gonna win it. But uh, oh, like the boys are. I think uh, the last couple of weeks have been, you know, they're in a good space, and uh, we've had, you know, obviously preseason games don't mean too much, but we've managed to pick up a couple of good wins. But I think just a lot of those guys have been around for two, three years have really stepped up and, and putting a lot of pressure on, you know, us all black boys that we have really got to perform, which is a good thing for coaches and a good thing for us to have some good competition. So we're in a good space. You got two Barretts on the side now, and I hear the younger one's pretty good too, Geordie. Hey, look, ha- having both of those guys, um, both in the side, but also perhaps playing together, do you think that's going to increase the Hurricanes' chances? And, and do you think that'll play, make Bowden play a little bit better now he's got a little bit of pressure from the younger sibling? Yeah, he's definitely feeling it. Everyone's giving it to him. And he can kick goals too, mate. He's, he's a good player. Oh, I think, um, you know, it's, it's something about Geordie and Bodie. Nothing really seems to phase him. They're just so cool, calm. They're honestly uh, like identical. Eh? Like the stuff they do, you just you just see them in each other. But uh, I think Barrett's, Bodie's probably more excited at having Geordie there and... You know, obviously his old man played for the Canes as well. The Canes as well. So, oh, hopefully it lifts Barrett's game because he was pretty good last year. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully it takes him to a new level. And um, you know what I've seen of Geordie so far, he's a he's a good kid, pretty humble, down to earth, and he works hard. And you know the last, especially at that tens in the two preseason games, he's been putting his hand up, which is which is awesome, mate. Just to to see we've attracted a guy like that, and yeah, he's fitted him really well. And uh, talking about Bodie, obviously got a lot of gas and. Um him against Scuds would be an amazing race. Um, who's the quickest in the Hurricanes, would you say? Uh, I think over 10, it's pub. I think it's Artie or Via for feeder. But anything over that, it'd have to probably be Bodie. I think he's... he's Jules, when he gets gone, is, is probably up there. But yeah, yeah. Oh, well, I wouldn't actually know who's... But 
Yeah, Nicky's pretty. We're, we're, we're pretty blessed, mate, to have some pretty far. But I think Vi for feet over ten and Ardia probably the quickest when they yeah they they're really fast. So we'll take the others forwards. In terms of the beach muscles, who's benching? <laughs> who's bench putting through the bench and, and the back squat? The two keys. The bench would probably Nani Lamape. Yeah, what's he coming from a league background? I think that's all they do. Yeah. Like the other day we were doing. Oh, we're doing like five sets of five, and he was doing like 180, just like, and everyone, like, even we were, he was with the fours, and we were like, no, I don't think any fours can do that. Like, he's unreal. Like, and uh, probably back Scott would have to be Jeff Allen, Maris boy. Really? Yeah, he was, we were testing the other day, and I think he did, uh, he got up to 250. Holy Yeah. Holy. So, yeah, those are, but most, yeah, he'd be, he'd be up there with the, with the back squat. Looking beyond the Hurricanes, just in your general career, I mean, that's right up there, but who would be one of the strongest players that you've um, come across? Uh, it'd probably have to be the Franks's. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they just live and breed weights, and they're so professional about their, you know, about their rugby, and, but the, those guys are absolute beasts. So, <laughs> Franks, yeah, he, when he came in, he kind of installed a bit of more professionalism, I suppose, with... Uh, the weights side of things, and but yeah, those guys are animals. Eh? They can seriously lift some heavy weight. Is there anyone that can smash heaps of tin in the gym, but then on the field they're not very effective? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, I don't know. I've got to be careful when I say that. Someone that's pretty strong in the gym is probably Ben May. Yeah. But he's a, trains like Tarzan, and plays like Jane. <laughs> 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 I'm not editing yeah, this. No, no. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Ben May, but yeah. He's, pretty, he's actually pretty strong and he goes pretty hard out there as well. Hey, um, moving into the Super Rugby season, mate. I mean, last year it was, I guess, the motivation to win that first crown for Wellington, long time coming. Um, now is that motivation to build a real dynasty team, you know, like the Brumbies and Crusaders, you know, Chicago Bulls, of course, that kind of dynasty team. Is that a motivation now? Yeah, it's hugely. We, we, we kind of talked about it at the start of the year, like, it's really hard for teams to go back to back. Even if you look at history, not with rugby teams or basketball teams, you know, it's really, it's a huge challenge. So we've kind of, yeah, we've talked about it and we'd love to leave a legacy, you know, legacy for, for the Hurricanes. And especially I'm getting older, so, I'd, you know, that'd be just an ultimate goal for, for us to go back to back. But when, it's easy, just saying, man, there's a lot of hard work. And because we, we won it last year, there's going to be a massive target on our back, which we're just going to accept. And, you know, we're going to work hard every week to, to get back to where we were last year. But, I think over the last three years we've showed we can play some pretty good footy and and Boydie's good mate he just he, he just takes it week by week I know it's a cliche but we don't look too far ahead and we just we just go about our week and make sure our, our preparation is, is is bone deep and we can and then that's all you can ask for. Yeah, and last year you mentioned earlier you know the flack you got after that Brumbies game was did that really galvanise the team or? Yeah, I, I I yeah for me I was actually watching it on, I didn't play that first game and I. It was just, yeah, it was pretty disappointing, mate. It was not what we were about, and we got a lot of flack from punters and, and especially some commentators over the ditch about how unfit we were. And I think it just brought us a little bit tighter. Like we didn't win the next game, but the effort was definitely there. And yeah, it was pretty satisfying when we, you know, obviously when we won it to, to show just where we'd come from from the start to where we ended up. So yeah, it was, you know, they they, they were pretty personal, and I think it. it, it you know, gave us a bit of a motivation to prove people wrong. And New Zealand derbies, um, you know, there's a bit of talk that you kind of bash each other up and it's a disadvantage, but is there that aspect that it's a positive because you're playing at a higher level potentially to the other other teams? Yeah, like on, New Zealand derbies are like test matches. Like they are, 
there's no friendship on the field as you probably see over the New Zealand everyone is out to get everyone and really wants to to win I don't think it's hard for a New Zealand team to go through the season not losing to another New Zealand franchise because that's how close the games are so but you've like honestly it's like a test match intensity like you make sure you've got to prepare you know well during the week if you're five percent off you're going to get a bloody hiding so oh, I personally love them I think one's enough not two of them oh, you, you play only two couple teams twice but yeah, they're, they're definitely um, the ones you really get up for and look forward to. Can I ask you a question about the Auckland Blues? They, they've they had probably the cattle and, and the coaching staff and obviously Tana's there now and he's he's made progress. And um, for me, they're a really interesting side. They've, they've got some great people around them. It, how do you see them going this year? And, and what have you heard pre-season-wise in terms of their progress and what, how they may go this year? Yeah, I think um, yeah, Tana will be a massive influence. And they've had some really good, you know, off-season signings, I think they'll be, and the way they ended last year, like they were, I don't think they just missed out on on the playoffs. So, I think they'll be a very tough side this year. You know, Sunny Boy, August, August you know, Pulu, and and I've heard they've been training the house down, and they beat the Chiefs, you know, in the preseason game. So, that, you know, those those guys are pretty good. But I think they'll they'll definitely be uh, up from another level from last year and a team to watch. Absolutely. And um, Milner Scudder back after being away for most of last season. What impact do you think he's going to have this year? He's, going to, he's a world class player, and as you've seen in the tens and that, he's he's nothing better than seeing Scuds do the do his thing and step guys just like that. But uh, yeah, not just on the field. He's he works a lot, really hard off the field. He's really professional, puts a lot of work into his trade, which is you know rubs off on guys that are coming into the environment and see a guy what you know what he does every week to get up for a game. So I think that's that's good for us because you know guys see that what it takes to to be a, a world class player and. Yeah, he's just a good guy, mate. Real good team man, but you know, does puts a lot of work into his week, and and obviously the way he plays is pretty special. So it'll be good to have him back. You know, it'll be it's going to be a bit of a headache for Boydie picking the back three. You know, with I think Geordie wants to play there, and we've got some pretty good wingers as well. So now it's good good competition to have. And what about the new recruits for the Hurricanes this year in, in terms of the wider training squad as well? Is there someone that we probably should keep an eye on that you could probably? Maybe it could be a sneaky half chance for any of your tour or possibly the year after. Um, you've got a few good signings. A guy uh, from Canterbury that read Preslip. Yep. He's a he's a, we call him the uh, what the toy soldier. Toy soldier. He's just like built and he's just uh, wraps into everything. And no, nah, he's a good and he's a, yeah. I, I'd be um, picking him for big things this year. He's a he was on the Maori All Black tour in the, in the last year and just he's I think he's got he's got a lot of good things about him. That could uh, go to further onwards. And you've got a, a exciting young hooker sort of <laughs> clipping at your heels as well. Yeah, I've been telling it, been told he, there's a couple actually. Obviously, got Lenny Asafo, yeah. play for Wellington, and old Ricky, Ricky Riccatelli. So, you know, they're good kids, mate. Kids, they're good, good men. And, uh, you know, it's, it's good good guys. They're chipping at my, my heels, so I've got to make sure I you know, do my job. Otherwise, I'll be out of a job in the next couple of years. <laughs> And looking offshore, mate, are there any of those teams that you think are going to really challenge for the title this year? I mean, New Zealand's dominated for a couple of years, obviously. Lions stood up last year. A team like the Waratahs came 10th last year, but have so much talent. Any teams out there that you really think could really challenge for it this year? Uh, one that probably sticks out is probably the Reds. They've recruited really well. You know, Quade Cooper, Stephen Moore's in that. He's gone there. Higginbottom's gone there. I think, um, yeah, I reckon they'll be pretty pretty handy this year if they get... Um, you know they play at their full potential. So, been saying that, mate. Like any team, like on the, is, you could lose to any team on the day. Like, but I, yeah, I reckon 
if I was picking a team, I reckon the Reds would be a, probably a danger side. And of course, it's the year that the the British and Irish Lions tour in New Zealand. So it's um, you know, I know you don't look too far ahead, but it's it is a big year and, a, and it means a lot to you guys. Um, where's the sort of head at in terms of uh, thinking about those games and uh, probably like the the build up and in, in terms of the All Black structure and preparation? Uh, for me, it's probably non-existent to be honest. Like I know if I don't perform in this Super, yeah, I won't be, I won't have a chance to play for for the All Blacks against. British Lions, but it is exciting. Like, um, you know, we, we got a bit of a talking by Steve at the end of the French game about, you know, what, what's what's going to come. And, you know, obviously in the media, there's a bit of hype behind it already. So it's definitely going to build. It'll be massive for the country, mate. Like, I remember last time they come, I think I was just, I went to watch the Wellington game when they played the at Westpac. And just the support, it's just new, you know, next level, eh? the, the support and the, all the, the fans getting behind the game. So, Hopefully, I'll, yeah, I'll give myself a chance and it'll be awesome just to, to play against a side like that because it won't come around for a little while. And provided you do get selected, obviously, for the Canes and, and for the All Blacks to play against the Lions, where will that rank in, in your career? Yeah, someone actually asked me that the other day, but oh, it'd definitely be right up there with the World Cup and I think that winning the championship was for the Canes is pretty special, so it'd have to be top three, I reckon, mate, to, to get a chance so yeah exciting times ahead not many guys would have won a Super 15 a World Cup and been the British Lions <laughs> yeah. as that consecutive years so there could be something like yeah. a little notch on the belt that uh, quite a lot of other guys don't have yeah I'll be definitely telling that down at the pub when I'm an old fella but uh, yeah I hadn't won anything mate for like for obviously playing for Wellington Lions we lost about five finals in a row and then Canes have been on anything but the last couple of years have been you know had a bit of success which is which makes it all that worth it, you know, all that hard work and all the, that sacrifices to get a couple of couple of medals and call yourself some champions. So it's been pretty good the last couple of years. I guess the final question from me, mate. I mean, the hype's really building here for the Lions series, but the Northern Tour last year, was there much talk around the Lions series then? And, you know, those home nations over there looking forward to the contest this year? Yeah, definitely from the from the countries we visited, you know, the, the Irish, you know, the, the, the supporters are right into it, especially after the drumming they gave us in the in the first test. But yeah, there's definitely a buzz over overseas about, you know, the guys coming. I even spoke to a few, you know, the Irish boys that, you know, hopefully they, you know, the Rory Best. He was, I was just asking, you know, what, you know, the hype and you know what's it like, and he, he was saying, you know, that they're really looking forward to to coming over. So uh, yeah, I think um, and the way that those teams are going, the English and that and the Irish. They're going to be pretty, pretty strong, pretty, you know, a tidy team. So uh, it's going to be, a, you know, one hell of a tour. And I'm sure those, I think early on that some of those super teams are going to be stacked with some of the All Blacks. Will, so it's going to be a tough tour for for the Lions. And you know, the, I think the, the super franchises are pretty, you know, pretty pumped about getting the chance to play them as well. Hey mate, we'll say thanks very much. But we we've got a. We're hopefully going to be talking to lots of other All Blacks on the All Blacks podcast, and um, so we'd like some recommendations on who's got real good chat amongst the All Blacks squad. You could probably talk, Ben Smith's pretty good, it might cost you a, a bit of money though, <laughs> <laughs> he, he charges out a, yeah, right? a few for appearance fees, um, there's probably no point going to Barrett because he's got that much endorsement deals going on. <laughs> TKB, Kerbalo, yep. he, he's a good man. Um, yeah, most of them are good, mate. Owen Franks probably wouldn't be up for it, but <laughs> <laughs> most of them will probably give you the time of day. But uh, you might have to, you know, to get Bender, you might have to start doing a few sausage shizzles, I think. Beautiful. Hey, Dane, thanks a lot for your time, mate. Really appreciate it. Sweet. Cheers, lads. Thanks for having me.
Cheers, buddy. On behalf of Andy and myself, we thank you very much for tuning into the All Blacks podcast. And um, we'll be right around the corner in a, probably about a week or so. So please subscribe in iTunes because that, that, that's what helps us out. And, um, and share and like on Facebook. And we'll be with you very soon. Cheers. Oh, 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 oh,